When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Uh, it's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and um, Facebook. You can also get to us via text, and it can be voicemail also. 402 403 9478. We'll get it. Very good, very good. So, so I hear there was almost a murder this weekend. Oh, cow. Oh, in my head, I'm thinking. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, and that kind of actually plays right into a text we got too. Um, this is from Courtney and she, two things she brings up. I'm going to go yeah. do the second one first. Cause the first one is not related. Number okay. two of her points says went to Walmart, did self checkout. They asked for my receipt. When I left, I showed them like the spineless wet blanket. I am. But the whole time I kept thinking JT would have said JT would have said JT said, I don't have to do this. That kept going through her head. You don't have to do this. And you can also mention, you know what? I just did your job here at Walmart and you're not checking my work. Depending on your mood, you could say either, either option A or option B. Yeah. But, but just you, you don't have you to don't. show them. Option C is showing them like a spineless wet blanket, which is what Beth and I did forever until this weekend. Uh-oh. It finally happened. <laughs> we were at the Papillion one and we got groceries and there was cat litter that wasn't in a bag. It's freaking cat litter that weighs 75 pounds. You're not going to put it in a stupid bag. Right. We did the self-check, obviously. Right. And we're walking out and we see this kid, um, 25. It's okay, whatever. He's not a, he's not a teenager, you know, and walks towards, starts walking towards us and says, and it's, before he even said anything, in my mind, I said, oh God, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Did and you just stop walking and let her keep for and just stand there and go, she just did. Oh. It was it was a thing of beauty because she didn't say a word. All she said was no. And she yeah. just walked right by. The guy goes, can I see your receipt for the cat litter? And she goes, no. Ah. And we just walked. It was the hottest thing I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and we just kept going and just walked straight out. And like, what are they going to do? Nothing because they can't do anything. It's it's absolutely. I, I mean, I on one hand, you, you can make an argument for what they're doing. But by hiring somebody to check your receipts why not just make go the extra mile and hire a couple more checkers to take care of their customers right if you're gonna have us do that part then and, sorry and i mean there are cameras there are, it says There's right above the everywhere. register it's like you're being videoed you're whatever so people if people steal that you know they steal people are always going to steal well they already we, we already know that the prices have been jacked up all over the place on everything because of inflation, which they're now saying is as high as it was in 1981 inflation. If you dollar for dollar, which is insane because it, that's it when insane. they had like 17% home mortgages or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but anyway, and it's not that bad, obviously, but dollar, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Exit. Oh, and which by the way, I did buy exit Costco limit two, mm -hmm. So I got four dozen cause they come two dozen in case. Right. Um, but they were only six fifty. 
for, for two dozen. I, I was actually in the same little area of Costco, R1 and La Vista, and just to get egg whites, and they were out of egg whites. Were they? Did they mm-hmm. move the... Oh, you just buy egg whites? Mm-hmm. You leave the good part out. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Just because I'm, I'm all health conscious now. I'm an athlete. That's what I'm saying. The good, That's where all the nutrients are. The whites are like eating plastic. Mm, not There's nothing in there. Salty plastic. There's nothing in there. Well, I, I just... I, just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, the, it's just like, never mind. whatever, <laughs> eat what you want. But the eggs, when I went in, the eggs weren't where they were supposed to be and neither was the bacon. And when I went, I'm like going through the refrigerated section, I'm like, what the hell, where are the eggs at? Usually there's these huge boxes full of eggs and there were no eggs. And I went all back and forth and back and forth, and which was not easy. And we'll get into that in a second, back and forth and back and forth. And I was really getting frustrated and went around where, then I finally see the bacon where it's not supposed to be, but the bacon I want was not there. It was gone, which is the big packages. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, oh, that's just weird. What is, but, but I saw people with eggs. So where are the eggs at? I saw people with eggs. And so I go back by the butter. Well, most of the butter is gone and most of the milk products were gone. And that's where they had this little stash of eggs. Like there weren't very many. And there were some different ones that were boxed up that were like five dozen in a box. Which I saw. That's what I saw. And I'm like, I've never what, random five dozen. But you can't open it up to see how many are broken in the process of transport. So, And some people had busted a few of them open, and there were some broken ones in there. So I just went with the two dozen by two of the, you know, two of them, mm-hmm. whatever. I grabbed a couple of them. Um, and the price-wise, it was the same price for the five. Yeah, five dozen was weird. And I was like, where did those come yeah. from? Yeah. But anyway, and there weren't very many. That was at the La Vista one. There wasn't very many at all. It was weird. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. The, <laughs> good for her. Because yeah. seriously, if they're going to, that's just nanya, nanya. Right. No, you, you gave up the right. Just hire some more people, damn it. Walmart. Yeah. And, and the guy, guy I'm just got to, you know, I got to give her credit because if it, if, if it had been a little bit later on in the day or maybe the, maybe the, the shopping experiences did, it didn't hit right with her, it would have been a different outcome for that kid. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it would have might, might gone home looking without a job. Yeah. Just quit and said, I'm done. <laughs> like, I can't. There's no recovering from that. Uh, okay, so the other part of Courtney's text also was, yeah, uh, which was technically the first part, we were, we were talking, trying to find, uh, fumble our way through the last names of the royal family. Yes. So, and we have a couple of texts on that one. Mountbatten, yes. that is Prince Philip's Queen Elizabeth's husband's uncle. Very influential person in his life and in Charles' life. Okay, so we kind of, I think we got to that end for the most part last week, right? We had, we had, and I'll tell you the, um, there was this, now I got to find it here because I wasn't quite prepared here, but follow, it says following her marriage, Queen Elizabeth, following her marriage to Lieutenant Philip Mountbatten, and that was his last name, later Prince Philip, her ascension to the throne, 1952. She made just a slight adjustment to her grandfather, her grandfather's naming decree by adding a hyphenated Mountbatten to the last name of her descendants to reflect the surname of her husband because she didn't take his name technically. Gotcha. Okay. Because they're Windsors. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So because it was, and it's the the family line maintains the name. She was really, I mean, talk about a, um, you know, game changer as far as being a leader at the time. As a woman, she kept her father's name so to speak but she did take actually she changed things by taking his name with a hyphen and in particular for the male children i believe the philip the the windsor mountbatten 
is the hyphenated part of it. But I did, I looked it up because I felt bad because I mean, typically <laughs> I know we're not professionals, uh, you know, as far as like, well, well informed on all things, but we kind of know a little shit about most things. And I really feel bad when we stumble upon something that we have no clue about. And we just like, um, Oh, I don't feel, don't feel bad. Now we don't have anywhere. Well, I <laughs> don't feel bad. I don't, you think, I don't think people expect us to really, I think we're okay. Well, we should have, it's like they say, you never ask a question you don't know the answer to. And that's what would happen to us. We didn't know the answer. We had no answer yeah. whatsoever. And usually you kind of know where you're going with the conversation, but we dipped into the Royal stuff and I'm not a huge Royal follower. And, um, you had more than I do because of TMZ, right? Or not TMZ. You had more than I had because of um, Hollywood Raw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it, it, we, I was just out of my depth. Well, th this is a no-name text. Uh, again, at 402-403-9478. So I wish I could be your phone a friend on all your royal family <laughs> questions. I keep yelling <laughs> the answers at the speakers. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know who that was. So. Oh, God, I wish you could be. Send us your info. <laughs> yeah. Please do. We, we kind of record these at different times. So if you get a random call from 402-403-9478, you have to drop everything. Hotline. Hotline. Uh, yep. Yep. Royal hotline. Royal hotline. <laughs> Speaking of the royal hotline, too, by by all means, I, I've got so much information here. This, this is going to drive the royal people absolutely mad this morning. I have a feeling or today in this episode, I fell down a little rabbit hole of information that was caused by a Twitter thread that I came across okay. um, because a lot of people are really starting to pipe up about the whole spare uh, book and the stuff that's in it. I came across the thread where she has no less than 50 lies and not just from the book lies that they have told between the book and the Oprah interview. And she brings receipts. Ooh. She has for this thread was just incredible. And so I printed it out like or not, you know, saved it as a PDF. So it was easier to read to go through it because otherwise you're going through, you have to click on each one of the tweets, then go to the links and you do it that way. It throws everything together. Um, and I'm like, this isn't, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I'm just, I've kind of tipped through a few of them and I'm like, are you kidding me? And some of the notes that were in there and just to begin with, Oh my God, where does, I don't even know where to start with this. Um, there's so much in here. There was one thing in particular that got, caught my eye, though. Have you ever heard of, and I'm just going to scroll down to it, because there's some some rumors out there about a potential divorce, apparently, between these two, that there's something going on with Meghan and no. Harry. And it has something to do with why they moved to L.A. and has to do with a house that was built for her that's in the neighborhood where they're building their little Buckingham Palace is what she would like to build on the land that they have. Um, but they don't have the funds right now. And there's also a suggestion that when she was first brought into the family, that the accusation is that she made off with basically not steal it, not like in the dark of the night, but she has taken over time about $12 million Whoa. from the Royal Foundation. And one of the people that was helping her do that, and I'll get back to this other stuff here in just a second was her stylist. Do you, you remember she had a stylist, her best friend? Yeah, I do. Uh, Jessica Mulroney. Mm -hmm. and, right. And they dropped, they dropped her after an, uh, an influencer was mad um, about something that I don't know. It had to do with, I guess really diversity uh, and, and, you know, because she, 
um, she's made such a point about the fact of her own heritage. Why aren't you trying to help other people also? And everybody around you is yeah. white, you know, so to speak. And and she's a black influencer. I, I think she was on YouTube and her name is Sasha Exeter. And um, OK, so this and, and go one step further. Jessica Mulroney is married to a guy who is the oldest son of a former prime minister of Canada. Mulroney's. Okay. okay. Remember that yeah, name? Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I, I was thinking Dermot, Dermot Mulroney, but that's different Mulroney's. Different. <laughs> <laughs> so a little more influential and powerful, your Mulroney's. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he, Ben Mulroney, is the husband, and he is, yes, he is of that line. The 18th Canada, Canadian Prime Minister was Brian Mulroney. And anyway, he had stepped away then from his TV hosting position. He's now a TV producer. At the same time that Sasha had called out his wife, because she claimed that his wife, Jessica, had had bullied her online about her demands for more diversity, da 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 da. And so they both, and so Jessica got dropped by um, Megan because people were calling this out. And so she was like, she just has to cut ties with her because oh this is just gosh. too much drama. So she cut ties. But what was going on between the two is apparently what they had done is Megan would have clothes that were bought for her mostly by the Royal foundation because the Royals primarily buy their own clothing because wearing clothes that belong to somebody else can appear inappropriate because it, it's an endorsement. Right. And that's not what they're there for. So they either buy or make their own clothes. So, Everything is paid for. But what they were doing was taking the clothes and then she'd wear them, but keep the tags on them and then send them back. Some of the items paid for Charles via the Royal Foundation. And then they would demand a refund and Megan would pocket the cash. Ooh, that seems sh very shady. Right. And so she got paid also to merch some clothes while she was a working royal. And allegedly made a ton of money for doing that, but it was kind of under the table. And so she was also taking money from the Royal Foundation, which was one of the reasons why William split his staff from Harry because they were tired of dealing with this and they didn't want the they didn't want to intermingle or commingle their funds because it was inappropriate. So that's where the separation started was money. And Charles demanded to be repaid this 12 million and it easily could have been done once they were ready to leave the country because they had like a hundred million dollars in Hollywood offers. So she could have easily repaid it. And apparently that hasn't been repaid yet. Um, and sketchy. in the book, Harry admits that Megan took gifts, but he claims that mostly she distributed them to other people. But if a member of the Royal family gets a gift, typically they give it back because they don't want the impropriety. And if a royal, of course, is seen wearing something, it's just worth thousands of dollars on the market if somebody, you know, somebody can cash in on that. So, I mean, there was, there's just all these stories <laughs> about this. And once I started diving into that and then going and reading the links, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is juicy. And there's a whole segment in there about her getting back to this potential divorce thing or whatever. And where it led me, though, was the part that just blew my mind. So there's some words out there, some some stories out there talking about the fact that she used to be a yacht girl. Yacht girl? This would be like 1212. Like a girl that party, parties on yachts, like a paid promoting party person? Right. You pay to be seen with pretty girls or pretty and famous girls. And they make a lot of money. Lindsay Lohan has been doing this apparently too. Because remember, she had a ton of debt. Mm -hmm. She moved to Greece. Yeah. Um, she opened some bars. She's got her own thing going. And apparently she does this where she will show up, paid appearances, 
and she will be essentially your escort, but not in the sense that when we hear, oh, they're an escort, but it, it is to show up and be on somebody's arm and they pay a lot of money for that so that she is their date for the event. And apparently that's what Megan was doing after she got done with her suitcases on the TV show. Her su- Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, she was doing that and they, and they're saying that's how she met Harry because not according to her documentary. I know because there's a whole story in there about the Soho house, which is a club I'd never heard of because I'm not in that category of income. Um, but they're escort? worldwide. <laughs> no, there's they're They're like, they're better than a country club, but it costs like up to 50,000 or more just to get in the door. And then you have monthly fees that you pay. And they're in, there's like 30 of them. They have a waiting list of like 20,000 people. Um, they only take so many people to belong to each club and you can buy different kinds of memberships. Like, like you can buy for your favorite gym. You can just go to your gym or you yeah. can buy the all encompassing memberships. You can go to all the gyms so that are owned in the country. When, right? we, when we were in New York with Hollywood raw, um, I don't even remember last just two Decembers ago, whatever went to a club with somebody there uh, that, that owns part of this uh, Soho was, house. It, it wasn't, that it was different. I don't think it was Soho house. It was a different one. It was the one that um, uh, Chris, not Chris, what Davidson, Matt, not Matt Davidson, <laughs> Husker legend. Um, what's his name? Stupid. Uh, Kim Kardashian's boyfriend, not Matt Davidson. Pete. Pete. <laughs> where Pete and, and Kim Kardashian went on their first little hookup, whatever. That's when we went. It's the same thing. It's a membership deal. You pay a ton of money per month. And then you, you like, you go in and there's a check-in area. You have to ch- show your ID and all this kind of stuff. And there's a the huge waiting list for people when somebody cancels, boom, you just can't go get one. Exactly. Same kind of thing. And it may have been this, this one in New York, as a matter of fact, was mentioned in sex in the city. So you might want to check with Samantha about that. Okay. Because there might be a tie-in somewhere, um, but she. But there was a point where, and I can't remember which character. I think it was Kim Cattrall's character that actually went to that, the Soho place or Soho House or whatever. It's been around for a while, and like I said, there's there's like thirty or fifty of them in the world, or so. I don't okay. know. There's a lot of them, but anyway. So there was there was a part. There's a whole part of the story that's talking about the fact that she would go there, and she was really good friends with this guy Marcus Allen Anderson. Marcus and not Allen Anderson football on the brain. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Marcus Allen, Marcus Allen, and Matt Davidson at the Soho House. Not in these Astros. stories. Neither one of them. Anyway, um, Marcus Anderson was like the concierge for this particular Soho place or Soho okay. House. So each one has that that person that's the fixer, that person that knows everybody. Yeah. And so she would come into London frequently. To, to stay at that one. And that was the place where she could leave all her luggage because she was going to be going on dates. Ah. So if you're traveling, you usually take your luggage with you, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but that's not why she was in town. And, 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 so and was- are we as society all, and I'm not saying anything specifically about her in this situation, yeah. but in general, uh, that it doesn't sometimes get a little bit farther than just eye candy on the arm kind of deal. I'm just, I'm just saying if somebody's going to, if somebody, I'm, and I think that's the unspoken. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's kind of the unspoken side of this because it is, it is set up as a proper in the open type arrangement Mm -hmm. and people can ask Marcus, can you introduce me to that gentleman over there? Can you introduce me to that young woman over there? And the only single women for the most part that were in there, they weren't members. 
so to speak. Okay. I get it. <clears throat> okay. So that is what they're saying. That's how she initially met him because he asked to meet her and they apparently hit it off. And then she was like coming on way too strong and he backed off. He went to a wedding somewhere else. It was another country like freaking Timbuktu. I don't know, but she showed up because she knew some of the people at a Soho house that was nearby and she was able to get into the event and she sat near him and he ignored her the entire time. And there's pictures. That's weird. Creepy. Right? It is, it is absolutely so much fun <laughs> digging through this, but she apparently got hooked up on a couple of these yachts with Lindsay Lohan and their Instagram pages cross streams because they had pictures on the same yacht at the same time. And that's how picture people figured out that that's what she was doing. Um, that you can't her- get away with anything with the internet anymore. If you're at any level of, of fame or notoriety or whatever, you can't get away with anything. Right. Anything. And, and by the time, you know, she realized something bigger was happening, other people had already figured it out. Like you were talking about before that once people were starting to figure it out and they were sniffing around, they realized, Oh, she's dating the Prince. Well, they knew they had to come out official. Yeah. Well, by then they already completely combed over their Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. They've already, they've already looked at her stuff. And so all these pictures, which are still in Reddit threads of her on yachts, dressed pretty hot. <laughs> which you should, if you're on a yacht, you should dress hot. Like it's not shocking to dress not, like you well, wouldn't be like, Hey, those have, are sweatpants. I'll on a show yacht. Her, yeah. She'll like the bottoms to her swimsuits a lot. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm still digging through this right now because it is crazy. The idea of all this. And apparently there even was a tie to Epstein, not with her particularly, but she apparently knew Virginia Roberts Jeffrey, who was the one who came forward as with her own name. Remember in yep. the trial and, she apparently, they said that she'd not been on his yacht at the same time as Prince Andrew, but apparently, because, you know, that, that was the guy that Prince Andrew was with her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So she'd crossed paths with Prince Andrew before on these yachts. You can imagine when 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 Harry brought her home to meet the fam. Oh, yeah. Oh, And there's be- Andrew. He's probably like. Like, I remember you from somewhere, creepy guy oh, at the end of the table. Oh, God. Oh, where was it? I don't, where was, was it? Where do I remember you from? Where do I, do I? So apparently she had asked Megan at some point about testifying as well. Um, there was a point where the lawyers wanted to subpoena Megan Markle as a witness. So she had to have been at some point in the same place at the same time. So I'm just saying. Okay. That I, all that, that stuff is completely plausible. 100% plausible, a million percent. Too. And completely <laughs> alleged. Allegedly, allegedly. But if if this person or whoever shows up with receipts on it and it's like, though, that that totally happened. It wouldn't shock me in the in the slightest. It really it just it just all came together. Cuz before so she was a easily. before she was a royal whatever in quotes, she was an actress trying to make it. And I know and I there are people, there are girls in yes. the office here that when they were younger, I didn't I guess I didn't know that much about like part girls that got paid to go to bars to party like shot girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not walking around with a tray either passing out shots, but That's girls how you that got are to part- be the Red Bull girls. You know right. what I mean? It's yeah. like, 
Well, like they the, were looking for a type, right? Because they want them to be attractive, outgoing. It's promoters. not just being able to pour a shot. Promoter, yeah, promoter. Like the promoters, I I, I spoke with, what, talked to them. Yeah. I don't know, like six months ago, and asked them what the process was. And these party promoters pay these girls attractive girls to just mm-hmm. be there and just to hang out and mingle so it wouldn't surprise me if that was what she did before she became a royal it's like whatever well when, after she got done with suits and that's how she met jessica mulrooney too jessica was the one that was helping her pick out the wedding dress for her character rachel on suits in 2015 14 15 and so that was just when that was wrapping up mm-hmm. um and and then sometime after that was after the suit stuff. It was somewhere in there. That's where she started doing the yachting stuff and getting paid to be on these boats and make them look pretty, you know, and be like, oh, look at all the fantastic women on this boat. But then it turned into something more for her um, as far as it's- who she would work with and whose boats she would go on and who she was trying to meet. And she was smart in the fact, got to give her credit. I mean, she's, she is, call her smart or call her manipulating, Um, but she, she's not dumb. And she got to be really good friends with Marcus. And that's how she was able to get the introduction to um, Harry. And that otherwise she probably wouldn't have been able to have asked for that uh, in her position. And what's funny is that you strip all that away. And in the documentary, it was one of her, uh, a friend of, how how did it work that mm-hmm. she, it was a friend of hers that said, I have a friend, I have somebody you might want to meet or that wants to meet you or something like that. That's, that's right. how it was the introduction. Then they oh, met. go back to where they said that they got married in the backyard three days before the wedding. Yeah. The archbishops come out and said, um, no, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, cause they're trying to claim that they did not want this big wedding. Oh, shut up. And, and, um, that, that was the last thing they wanted. They wanted a private wedding. And so they decided to do it themselves three days ahead of time. So they could have that, that moment where they got to be married. And he's like, no, because I signed everything on Saturday. That's when the wedding was. I wasn't doing a wedding in a backyard on Thursday or Tuesday or Wednesday or something. And anybody and so, in that situation that had the yeah. opportunity to have a wedding like they had global phenomenon. If they, if they said, I don't, I just want to, you'd, you'd look at him, you go, Shh, just shut up. <laughs> you want this and you know, you want this. So shut up. They would never say that. She would never say that. He would, ne- it may be a second marriage, a second wedding. You wouldn't want to do it all over again, but for the first one, shut your mouth. Yep. Yeah, there is, there is a whole to do about, he wanted a small wedding, um, and, and, um, I can say maybe he, he wants a small wedding cause he's well, been part of this forever, but you, I don't know. There's in the book, it said something about, um, the archbishop reached the official or I said, through the official part, spoke the few words that made us the Duke and Duchess of Sussex titles bestowed by granny. This is in his book. And he joined us till death parted us, though he'd already done s- similar days earlier in our garden, a small seminar or ceremony, just the two of us, um, and went on to say that we just wanted the small wedding and they had fought for that. And um, actually their first suggestion was they wanted to get married um, at Westminster to which William said, no, that's where Kate and I got married. Then he suggested St. Paul's. That's where their parents had been married. And William said, no, that's not a good idea either. William suggested another church near Highgrove. Harry bristled at the suggestion as it's not large enough. William is like, dude, you said you want a small wedding. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> and they totally wanted a big of course they did. wedding, and they got a big wedding. Of course they did. That's what she wanted, but that's what they tried to say didn't happen with Oprah was mm-hmm. that it wasn't their choice. I just had a blast. Apparently, that was that was the deepest 
26 minute dive into the Royals and your uh, your theories. I haven't even gotten started yet. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you. And there's some amazing, there's one set of videos that's out there by the way too. And I can't remember what it's called, but I I was watching it's some kind of Royal something, but it's so funny because the um, production is just hilarious. The video itself is not done poorly. It's just rather repetitious. It's just eye candy stuff to, you know, it's pictures and the pictures repeat Mm -hmm. and it's not really video, you know, that kind of thing. And then it's got him superimposed on the front, supposedly reading or telling you the story when actuality, it is him sitting there talking and he's holding a microphone and he has the ascot and he's got the tie, you know, all that stuff. And he's all very proper British young and he talks with an accent and does his stuff with his microphone but it's not him actually talking at that time it's just video of him talking and they just keep replaying it because it's down in the corner and it's small so you really can't tell he's not actually saying the words that you're hearing it just appears that he's on the video <laughs> doing the reporting oh my gosh <laughs> it's very funny oh. but anyway <laughs> but he was he was the one he some of the stuff that he had said then I found in the stuff that this uh Twitter thread, the girl that did the Twitter thread was she had some of the stuff to back up the uh those points. It was crazy. <laughs> Nothing like sorting out receipts on a Monday morning. Oh my hey, god. You, so have, anyways, you, have so- Pe- you have Peacock, right? The app yes. Peacock. Have you watched the um the traders yet? No, I have not. Oh my gosh. Really? And, and you know, you know me, I'm not one to sit down really and watch a whole, unless it was the Prince Harry and whatever documentary, watch all like all episodes. I did fall asleep on Saturday night for a couple of these episodes, but it's a game show much like, I mean, it, it's mole? just much like the mole. Yeah. Where uh, people are selected as traders and they swap in, swap out and, and try to win. You collectively as a group build up the funds. So then at the end, either you split it, you split it with a trade. It's it's comp. The rules are complicated and you don't really understand them until like six or seven episodes in. But the drama is so good. We watched we watched the whole I think it's 10 episodes or 11 watched them all this weekend. And last night on the edge of our seat, it was nine o'clock and we watched the final episode and it was crazy. Oh my so God. It's really, really, really good. I was wondering about that because that's, it reminded me immediately. That's why I said the mole. That's yep. what it reminded me of. And I was like, Oh, do I want to try it? Do I want to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't it, know. it was, it was very well, it was very well done. Um, yeah, it was very, and I don't know if you remember, remember bachelor pad. Yeah. And, and um, it was like one of those things where at the end you can either choose to split or keep, keep split the pot, keep the pot, or if certain things work out, whatever. It's that kind of rule kind of situation. So you're always on the edge of your seat. It's really, really good. Interesting. Okay. I may have to try it. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get sucked to. in um, like yeah. by the second episode or third episode. There's not, so, there's, there's pretty good stuff on Peacock actually. Mm-hmm. They've got some good, some interesting stuff yeah. on there. So it's not it's bad. Good. So I, I'll have to give it a shot. So, all right. It'll be better than those videos I was watching of the Royal guy. So guarantee. Well, they're the, and the host, the reason why I even thought about that is because the host is violently British and they're in like a Scottish castle or maybe he's <laughs> Scottish. I don't know. His accent is one of those. And his, his outfit is like the stereotypical, like if you're going to find a Scottish or British, whatever guy, yeah. he's going to be dressed like this. He's going to be crazy. He's going to be over the top um, voice, whatever. accent. Uh, Not a kilt. No, but people around him had kilts. He never had a kilt. He was dressed okay. more like Carson Cressley, Carson Cressley in Queer Eye, but uh, in a castle, drinking whiskey. Okay, okay. 
So okay. mix all those vibes together and you have the tr- host goodness. of the trader. What a shepherd's pie we put right, together. Right? That's awesome. Okay. So there you go. Boom. Man. <laughs> see what you get, Centris? What's that? I said, see what you get, Centris? You never know what you get. A right? Shepherd's pie of shows. Know. This is this is the fun part is that you just throw a bunch of stuff in and you never know. It's kind of like a, sa- a, a savings account. Yep. You just keep putting <laughs> stuff into it and you never know what you're going to end up with at the end. But they do have some great savings um, products. Uh, Want to help you get 2023 in order and ready to go. So if you're thinking about it or for the kids, uh, no matter what it is, you can pop in and say hi. They're more, they're more than happy to talk to you. Give them a call or jump on their website and check out the blog. CentrusFCU.org. That's where all the blog stuff is. Or 402-334-7000. Call them. Thank you guys for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe to our It's Pat and JT podcast. Thanks for listening. Pat and JT podcast. A Huda Media Production.